places, places, please. Welcome to Valley Stage Notes, episode two, the brand new podcast about everything theater in the Valley and beyond. I love that you said episode two because it says we've already done the first, we've launched, and I'm grateful that that one's done and we're on to it. And it was an exciting first episode. We learned a lot of stuff about yeah. children of a lesser God. Yeah. So what do we have today then? Today we are talking with two actors from the production, Children of a Lesser God. We'll be speaking with James Olson and Candace Hughes. Well, I have the pleasure and privilege to chat with Candace Hughes. Hi there. And Candace is a perennial favorite in the uh, Phoenix, Arizona theater scene. Boy, that's... You've, you've been around a lot and you've done a lot. Tell us a little bit about what, what you've done. Oh, I... Well, you know, we have a time limit here. <laughs> okay, okay. I, you know, I wasn't prepared for all that. I actually... Good, it's spontaneous. Well, you know, honestly, what, something that people don't know about me is that I started out in college and high school doing theater and mm-hmm. acting and whatever, but I took a huge break to have five kids. And oh, then... Wow, that's a break. Yes, and during that time, I was choreographing and doing things for um, junior highs and high schools in the area, so I started out with that and then got back into it later on after my kids got a little older. So I have maybe a shorter career span than some people might think, considering my age, but anyway. And you've done, uh, other than theater, live theater, you've done TV and some movies, right? Yeah, yeah. commercials and things, commercials. yes. Yeah, some film. So. Um, and you also have this backfit business. I did, so yes. You're not I was, all theater. I was marketing director, yes. So I have a background in marketing. That's my day job. In Arizona, you pretty much have to have a day job. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, now on to children um, of a lesser God. What were your challenges? Have you worked in the deaf community before? I have example? never. In fact, my kids have taken ASL, but I am not familiar with it. I never really learned it. I, I probably could have with them, and I didn't think of it. I, what I've learned about this experience is, one, that this should have been on my bucket list. I had no idea how great this show was until I was asked to be in it. And I feel so honored because it's really opened my eyes to even my own attitudes or my own thoughts about hearing-impaired people and the challenges that they, they face. There's There's quite a bit there. Um, and I'm enjoying greatly watching the rehearsals. I'm fascinated. Normally, you know, you're sitting there looking at your lines. What's my next line? No, I am glued watching them because it's fascinating. I, I'm really drawn in by Lainey because it's like she's writing conversations in the air, you know, and I'm now seeing the words that I hear at the same time. And that's multi-sensory, and really, it's quite delightful. It really is. And what is your role in the show? I have two great roles. Cool. I get to play Mrs. Norman, which is the mother of uh, Sarah, and I get to play uh, Edna Klein, and she is an attorney that is hired to come in to help fight the fight. So. Have you learned some ASL along the way? I have. I've had a chance to. Uh, Lainey has showed me uh, the different yeah. uh, gestures and things that I need to learn. And it's exciting because, well, and as Mark said, you're trying to do two languages at once. So sometimes I'm very slow getting the words out because I'm trying <laughs> to get the, get the motions in there as well. Um, I'm getting better as I go. But luckily, neither of my characters have to be very good at ASL. So I'm, I'm blessed there. <laughs> So if, if I understood Mark earlier, you have a shadow. 
So I, you're speaking. I haven't met my shadow, but yeah. yes, I should have one on Monday. So, so you haven't worked with that person yet. No, I'm looking forward to that. So that'll that, be great. That may be a challenge. Well, we'll see. You know, I haven't addressed that. I mean, yes, everything. <clears throat> there are there are challenges, and admittedly, the scenes where we have people who are hearing impaired and and hearing in the same scenes, trying to communicate with each other, they are our biggest challenge as a team, as a as a cast, trying to put those together. And what I'm learning from this is just how difficult that has to be in real life. When you're in the room with someone who doesn't really communicate, they don't know, they don't know ASL, mm-hmm. you as the hearing impaired person can't communicate very well. Someone else is interpreting for you. How does it feel to have someone else speak for you? Are they saying, are they leaving out bits that you need to hear? Do you trust this person? There's so much to consider, you know. How did you find yourself getting into this production? (laughs) I was asked by by JP and Mark to come and join them, which is such an honor, really, truly. And was that... A daunting request at the time? No. In no. fact, I I would jump I hadn't even read read the script really. I'd seen the movie and I didn't I didn't think that there was much to it. I couldn't remember. But um I jumped at it because I adore Mark. I would do anything he wants me to do. He, okay, you're the villain in this one. You get to, you know, <laughs> crawl around on the floor and you know and yell from off stage. I'd say yes. So. Now we've <laughs> talked with Mark and you've mentioned JP, but some of our listeners may not have a clue who is JP. Who shot JP? Different guy. <laughs> <laughs> JP is Mark's brother. That was JR, yes. right? Okay. <laughs> Terrific. Um, well, Candace, what's next in your theatrical horizons? Horizons. Yeah, I am I have just taken on being a marketing director for a theater company in town, and I am going to try to help them get butts in the seats. So that'll be a fun <laughs> channel. I'll take my marketing background and then try to, you know, help uh, get more audience. I really feel like in the community, the most wonderful experience people can have is live theater, live performance, live anything, because the audience is part of it. The audience, the energy of the audience feeds the actor. You, you get fed by it, and then you feed them back. Right. And it's symbiotic, and it makes you better. So I really want to see more people doing live theater and less going to sports games or whatever else it is they spend their money on that they shouldn't be. They should right. be coming to see theater. We well, agree on yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, with your vast experience, what it's advice vast. might you give to somebody that wants to try acting, whether it's a young person or it's an old person that says, I've always wanted to be an actor? What, what might you say? You framed that. Oh, my gosh. I don't have vast experience. My goodness. Well, of course you do. I'm learning every day. And I'll tell you what, the day that I know everything is the day that I need to quit because... We as human beings can learn from those around us. We can learn from the experiences of being in a play with someone, whether you're directing or acting or producing or whatever it is. Teamwork, you can learn how to empty yourself. So really a good actor, here's my advice. You want to be a good actor, learn how to empty yourself. I know a lot of actors think, oh, I've got to bring this part of myself to the role. And I, I don't think that way. For me, I think, how does this person feel how do they think? What's their emotions? What's their drive? What is their want? And I let that take me over. That, to me, is good acting. So you let that part of you, I suppose, that understanding that you have, bubble up from down on in and become who you are. That's what I would say. Great advice. And as we're going to ask everybody, what is your most memorable theatrical experience? (laughs) 
Memorable good or memorable bad? Your choice. <laughs> Your question. There are no bad answer. experiences, right? Well, okay, you can say that. But anyway, um, you know, theater theater is fantastic, and I, I can't believe how blessed I am to be a part of it because theater is a group effort. So you learn as a group how to cooperate, to bring a story to an audience, and have that story entertain and affect and change the hearts and minds, perhaps, of the audience. I think that's probably the biggest goal in, in this play, that why it was written by the playwright, is to bring an understanding and an awareness. So I'm not answering questions, sorry. Uh, let's love see. <laughs> oh, you know, honestly, okay, this is the truth. My favorite experience, uh, the one that brings me the most good memories and happy feelings and, I don't know, soul, just bu buoys my soul, is a show that I did at Sun City Grand, and Mark was actually in it. He and I were chatting about it last week, and I have to agree with him that it was one of the best experiences of my life, mainly because the people there, and see, that's what you look for in theater. You look for people who are like-minded, who want to band together and have each other's back no matter what, and you trust each other implicitly, and you go out there and have a good time. Now that, that was a good experience, and Mark was there, and he was adorable. Oh my God, I have a great story about that one. Should I tell? I've never read one. <laughs> anyway, he, it was so much fun. We had a good time. Great. Thank you. Thank you mm -hmm. very much. James, I think Kevin's going to have the pleasure of talking with you. Yeah, yes, James. So it's, it's really good to have you on the show. We have um, our guest, James Olson, and... Uh, Tell us about the role you, you'll be playing in Children of a Lesser God. Well, I, um, first off, thank you for having me on. Uh, but um, I play the role of Franklin, who is the headmaster of the school in which um, James Leeds works. So. Okay, and how have you found preparing for, have you ever played this role before, or been in a play of this nature, working with a deaf, deaf community? Well, Franklin is... Um, more of an antagonist in this role, and I have played antagonists, uh, bad guys, <laughs> villains, we'll just go on and say, um, in plays before. But um, So you come to it naturally, is that what you're saying? Yeah, okay. but he's not what I would describe as menacing or anything. Um, definitely more egocentric, and somebody who, ironically, you know, who um, is the headmaster of a school for the death, really just kind of looks down upon the the deaf culture yeah and, and um it, it's in some ways it's disheartening uh trying to get into his head yeah you know, right and, and everything but um but i've also um you know uh, appreciate this aspect of the character and it's marginally learning to sign i don't have to yeah do a lot of signing there but that's been interesting too okay and um i, I want to go back a bit so just for some background, how, how did you, when did your love for theater or acting begin, if you if you can trace it? Uh, back in preschool. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I guess the bug bit me there where we did a Christmas show at a, at a preschool and I was the only one small enough to fit under the chimney and I got the role as Santa Claus in the Christmas play. So, uh, yeah. And it stuck with me ever since. That's yeah. such a great story. <laughs> But um, I've been uh, doing it uh, since since high school, and then I 
um, stopped completely in college uh, to focus more on my majors in English writing and and everything. And that, I think, actually, that absence from theater helped me there where um, I was focused more with uh, English literature and writing and learning, you know, more, more, more about uh, storytelling and becoming more appreciative of, um, you know, the playwrights and the scripts I would read after college and realizing, you know, I'm not looking anymore for a role or something that has commands a good monologue or anything, but more of uh, telling a good story yeah, and just wanting to be involved in that aspect of it. Yeah. And tell me, have you ever taken your hand to writing, perhaps having read a lot of literature or plays? Actually, yes. It's funny you bring that up. Um, I am nearing the end of a novel that I'm writing. I have uh, an editor. If she's out there listening to this, I promise you, Lisa, it's it's still coming. I'm still three or four chapters away, but she's waiting for that to be finished. And uh, when I when I'm done with the play, it's uh, back to the daily uh, task of writing. Are you able to give us? And our audience out there, little insights of what it might be about, or oh, sure, yeah. sure, happy to do that. Uh, people have asked me what what genre would it fall under, and I cover myself with three: fictional, sports, history. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> so, I imagine all three must uh, be a big part of your life. Yes, they are. Um, wasn't really a good athlete, but I loved uh, researching a lot of sports, uh, specifically boxing, which is what the sports aspect of it is. And uh, the history of it, um, we have uh, dual narratives, dual timelines, one which takes place during the um, first championship of Muhammad Ali, culminating with his first fight with uh, Smoke and Joe Frazier. And then the second timeline is now in the present. So, yeah. Oh, interesting. And and how how long have you been working on this? Because because I, I imagine um, well, you're making me blush. Right, this that's is the, the tough. That's part. the this tough is, question, isn't it? Yes. Um, well, sadly to say, it's been going on for 19 years. It's old enough to yeah. to drive. It's old enough <laughs> to go to college. Almost old enough to vote. So, <laughs> so. but uh, but it is getting done. So. Yeah. And is, is there any connection to, to the play? Like, is there any way that the, the novel or the experience, do, do they, or they completely, would you call them completely separate worlds or endeavors? Well, preparation for, for this upcoming play. Well, well, Candace mentioned something about, you know, just intensity, passions, you know, bubbling up within you and bringing them to the surface. And that's very much with writing where you know you are emptying yourself mm-hmm. and you're letting not only the emotions but also maybe even a more logical approach guiding you to your writing and as well as uh, finding the character well we're going to wrap it up here James but you know what I'm going to ask which is what Candace had to answer as well What's the most memorable theater experience? Oh, yes, we are talking about theater, aren't we? <laughs> yeah, back, right. We'll yeah. do the novel. You tried, yeah, yeah. You oh, tried okay. to get sports in there, but no, okay. back to theater. Okay, well, um, I would have to say, and it, it, it's neck and neck between these two shows, uh, Arsenic and Old Lace oh. playing Jonathan Brewster. Oh. Um, 
the first theater I did that for, Masterpiece, there was a real sense of community, camaraderie amongst amongst everyone in the cast. And uh, to play that character also, that was the first time playing an antagonist there. Okay. That was something you really got to sink your teeth into. Uh, but um, really just the overall sense of community and just brotherhood amongst uh, the actors was one thing. Then the, then the other one would probably still be playing uh, Richard the Lionheart for uh, the Lion in Winter uh, for Mesa Encore a few years back. So Fantastic. Thank, thank you. you. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank uh, you. We, I mean, for our inaugural attempt here, we really appreciate your time and your Very, very us. honored. Thank you. Um, we loved it. And um, thank you. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Thanks, thank you. Guys. Thank you. <laughs> it was really great this week getting an insight from two highly respected actors mm -hmm. from the Valley scene. Well known. Yes, indeed. Because last week we had Mark and he gave us an overview, but it was so good to have an insider view, someone who's actually going to be on the stage. What I really liked listening to both of them, they both clearly grew professionally and personally by this experience. So that yeah. engagement with deaf actors was, was unique for them. And I think they were both, they're so happy to be doing this production. Yeah, because I don't think most actors and actresses get the opportunity to ever do anything. No. Thing like this. No. And along the way, they both learned a little bit of American Sign Language. I think they both knew some, but they were pleased to get an opportunity to learn some more in a, in a real interaction. Right. So that was right. really exciting to hear about. Yeah, agreed. And remember, you can get your tickets for Children of a Lesser God from herbergertheatre.org, and it runs from September 8th to the 24th. Thank you, everybody, for listening to Valley Stage Notes. We hope you can join us next time when we will have some other exciting guests. Bye for now.